0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to The Voice of the Cape 91.3 On this uh, wonderful, beautiful morning Alhamdulillah, we first praise and we thank Almighty Allah For granting us once again another day That we can be in the obedience and the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So grateful we are I trust that you're having a wonderful morning thus far And uh, also that everything is going well Remember once again, our uh, program as will be as follows. Our respected and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel is with us this morning, up until Dhuar, inshallah, perhaps just a few minutes before um, before the adhan goes for Dhuar. But uh, our program, as you're so familiar with at this time, and then remember also that you can go to the website of The Voice of the Cape at www.vocfm.co.za and uh, there will be some icon whereby you can download these programs as podcasts to your phones or to your mobile that is or to anything that you so much want to perhaps you want someone to know you know that they had to listen to the program this morning and for some reason they could not so there is a way and a means as to how you can still acquire and procure this program so let us welcome our guest to the studio <coughs> and allow our guests to continue <coughs> with uh, what's in store. Shukrastallamu alaykum to you as well.
1: Wa alaikum <laughs> salam wa l'aslam. An kifah
0: Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, how? Alhamdulillah. 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 Sheikh, as per usual, our uh, adkar, yes, commences uh, with adkaz and du'as. Inshallah. Inshallah. Bismillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim.
1: Alhamdulillahirobbilalamin. والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وإمام المتقين سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم رب إشرح لي صدري وييسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لسان يفقو قولي اللهم يا الله لا تكلني إلى نفسي طرفة عين ولا أقل من ذلك. and dear beloved mothers and fathers and dear in beloved sisters and brothers and dear in beloved in honorable youth and children and dear in beloved listeners of the voice of the cape I greet you all with universal greetings of peace, love, respect, honor, understanding, tolerance, and mercy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is once again a great honor and a privilege for me to be with you in your homes, in your rooms, in your kitchens, in your vehicles, wherever you are. In Cape Town, in South Africa, all over the world, people are listening from Australia also and so many places in the world. We say to you, Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban." welcome to this program. Uh, On the Sunday morning, Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the favors and the bounties that Allah has bestowed upon us. And I just want to remind you that one of these great favors is the fact that when we put salawat on the most beloved of Allah, and the most beloved of each and every Muslim, then Allah Himself, subhanAllah, Allah Himself in return, put salawat on us. Now, what is the meaning of Allah putting salawat on us? It means Allah puts Allah's mercy on us. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. And, and when we are going to realize and understand that it is a big favor from Allah, the fact that Allah is putting mercy on us, we are even going to value and appreciate the salawat on Rasulullah even more and more and more. So please listen to this hadith of the Nabi Muhammad Man salla من min ummati salatan من min kalbihi sallallahu عليه bi'ashran. Wa rafa'ahu biha ashra darajat. Wa katabalahu ashra hasanat. Wa maha'annu biha ashra sayhi'at. Allahu Akbar. And Nabi Muhammad says, whosoever say of my ummah puts one salah, just one salah, just by saying, for example, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Then Allah puts... For that one salah, ten Mercy from Allah on you And Allah will raise you Ten darajat And Allah will write down for you as if You've done ten good deeds And Allah will wipe out Ten of your sins oh, no. Once again, Jamaat the, the The deeper understanding Is, for example If you make use of This great favor And this great Opportunity to put every day a hundred salawat on Rasulullah, it will take you seven minutes or less, or a bit more. Seven minutes or ten minutes of your 24 hours, then Allah will put a thousand mercy from Allah on you. And Allah will write down for you as if you've done a thousand good deeds. And Allah will raise you a thousand darajat. Can you believe it? And Allah will wipe out a thousand of your sins. Subhanallah. So let us appreciate and value this great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once again, I ask everybody at home and in your vehicles, please join me in putting salawat on the Nabi Muhammad. To and immediately, the mercy from Allah will descend upon us, insha'Allah.
2: Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina. محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم
1: I was so happy when one of our brothers had been with us for Umrah two years ago, and as we enter Madinatul Munawwara, we, we we brought this uh, this uh, uh, salawat and in this way, he was so uh, amazed. And since Umrah, he, he does it every day, to the to the extent that his grandchild of two years says it with the same feeling and with the same lagu Allah Akbar. Let's just imagine our, kin- our children grow up with, with this, with the salawat on our beloved Nabi Muhammad ﷺ. They will be so fortunate and they will be blessed with the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. My beloved ones, as you know, in this part of our program, we, we, we would love to learn more and more forms of dhikr and du'as. And allow me to remind your honorable selves... That our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I'm going to remind again when, when we hear Nabi Muhammad, don't forget to say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Please make it a habit whenever we speak about our beloved Nabi Muhammad, and please don't forget to say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Nabi Muhammad says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, dua, ibadah. The dua, communicating with Allah, is the essence of ibadah. In another narration, Rasulullah says, huwa Making dua, speaking to Allah, communicating to Allah is the actual ibadah. And, and as you know, Allah says in the Quran, Wa ma illa I haven't created jinn kind and humankind except to worship Allah, to worship me Allah, Allahu Akbar. And, 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 and the Nabi Muhammad says, Your main part of your ibadah is to speak to Allah. And I'm so happy that we, 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 we have made this part of the program speaking about du'a because we, we, we neglect in making du'a in speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, I was so amazed and, and um, maybe I must say I was so impressed two weeks ago on the voice of a cape there was a lady I don't even know her but she's my sister and my young sister she, she could be about 28 or 29 or 30, 32 years old her name is Professor Majida and and, and and the and the and the the, 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 the words that she, have, she said that impressed me is the following, my dear listeners. She says whatever she wants to do whatever she wants to do, she first communicate with Allah. Allah Akbar. She first communicate with Allah and she asks Allah to be satisfied with it and she asks Allah to be with her, communicating to Allah, speaking to Allah. That is the essence of our of our life," says Rasulullah. That is the essence of since the day you became Mukallaf, or even before Mukallaf, until Allah takes away from this world every day to speak to Allah. Allah just loves it when we speak to Allah. So the Nabi Muhammad says, "الدعاء هو العبادة." The du'a is the real ibadah, speaking to Allah, communicating with Allah. And one of the, uh, the du'as that we are going to learn today is a very, very important du'a. A, a du'a that was made by Nabi, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, And this du'a is so important that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has recorded this du'a in the Quran, in the Holy Quran. It was part of the great words revealed to our beloved Nabi Muhammad alayhi salam and to us, subhanallah. And, and this du'a is recorded in Surah Ibrahim so please listen to it and memorize it and make use of it every day. Allah records it. Nabi Ibrahim said, Rabbi ja'alni, Rabbi ja'alni, muqim as salati, Rabbi ja'alni, O Allah, O my Rabb, O my Creator, make me one who establishes salah five times per day, that I'm steadfast in the salah. Rabbi Jaalni and my progeny as well. Oh Allah make me steadfast in the salah, make me one of the people who establish the salah in the way it should be established. And not only me, Ya Allah, my children, my grandchildren, my great great children, and all those who are still coming. Subhanallah. Just imagine the, the greatness of this dua. You know, sometimes some of us we are steadfast under salah. It could be one of our grandfathers or our great grandfathers that made this dua, and that is why we are steadfast under salah. So don't deprive your progeny. Don't deprive your children and your great your grandchildren and your great grandchildren of this powerful du'a. Rabbi Jaalni Mukeem as-salati. wa min is your progeny. Your kinners and clean kinners. And what oh, 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 are you going Rabbi ja'alni Masalati. Wa min zurriyati Rabbana wa taqabbal dua. Oh, our Rabb. You must take note of, of the, the first part of this dua. Rabbi. Oh, Allah. My, my, my creator. My Allah. My, my Rabb. Make me steadfast in the Salah. And my progeny. Rabbana. And then then Allah says, Rabbi Ibrahim said, Rabbana, our Creator, because you are now speaking on behalf of yourself and your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, your progeny, you speak on behalf of Um them. Oh Allah, our Creator, taqabbal dua, accept my dua. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. This dua is so important. I'm repeating myself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has recorded in the Quran. And Allah says that Allah has revealed this Quran as a complete guidance. This is part of the guidance of the Quran that Allah is giving us. You also make that dua. I have accepted the dua of Nabi Ibrahim and I will accept the dua from you also. Allah is the sami'ud dua. Allah is the listener of all duas. Subhanallah. So make that dua every day. You know, it, uh, I, I received some messages on the phone, on the WhatsApp, that um, the barak of this dua is that your children and your grandchildren, out of themselves, they will become steadfast under Salah, Allahu Akbar. And that is the truth. That is the truth. Because a dua of a mother and a father and a grandfather and a grandmother, it is sincere. It comes here from the heart. You make dua for your children. In fact, the Nabi Muhammad says, there's no screen, sallallahu alayhi wa there's no screen between the dua of a mother and a father and Allah. So that if a mother makes dua and a father makes dua or the grandmother, grandfather, it goes directly to Allah. رَبِّ مُقِيمَ وَمِن Rabbana رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ Please write down the dua. You can find it in Surah Ibrahim also. In Surah Ibrahim, Rabbi ja'alni muqeemas salati wa rabbana wa du'a Oh my rabb oh allah make me one who establishes the salah a one that is steadfast in the salah every day i make my salah fajr dhuhr asr maghrib isha on time I don't make my salah out of time. I don't make dhuwari in the, the, uh, the, the wakt of asr. I don't make dhuwari in asr tonight after Maghrib after Isha. Every day I make my every wakt on time. Allah Akbar. That
0: is, that is what we're asking this, in, in this du'a. Yes, so it's such a beautiful du'a. Definitely as Sheikh has said, that comes in the Surah ibrahim So do take note of that and inshallah let's go for our ads. We'll come back immediately after that. radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Welcome once again to our program. we are on the voice of the Cape 91.3. Our guest, our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel is with us and they're sharing with us uh, valuable spiritual lessons and more so with Adhkar and also the importance of it. And some of those Sunan Du'as, it was recited also by our Prophet's Azeemus Salaam. Shaykh will continue up until 12, inshaAllah. At that point in time, we will uh, be breaking for our news. InshaAllah. Rahim.
1: Dear beloved listeners, we just want to repeat that dua again, and then we continue, inshallah The so dua in the Quran, made by Nabi Ibrahim A.S. Rabbi ja'alni, Rabbi ja'alni, salati Rabbi ja'alni, salati Wamin Zurriyati Wamin Zurriyati Wamin Zurriyati Robbana Wata Kobbal Dua Robbija Alni Muqeemas Salati O Allah Grant me Make me To be steadfast on the Salah To establish the Salah Wamin Zurriyati And also my progeny My children My great My grandchildren Robbana Wata Kobbal Dua O Allah O oh, our Creator Accept my du'a Accept my du'a Rabbana wa taqabbal du'a And then uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Records in the Quran The other du'a of Nabi Ibrahim Rabbana ghafir li Rabbana ghafir li Wa liwalidayya Rabbana ghafir li Wa liwalidayya Oh Allah, oh, our creator Forgive me Wa and my two parents Allahu Akbar رَبَّنَغْفِرْ لِي And he didn't stop there. He was concerned about all the believers. Allah records it in the Quran. وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And all the believers. Allahu Akbar. All the believers. That is the life of a Muslim. He's not concerned only about himself. He makes dua for himself. He makes dua for his parents. And he makes dua for all the believers. لِي وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَكُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh Allah, forgive me and my parents and the believers when? On the day of reckoning, the day of Hisab. Allahu Akbar. Imagine, oh, we make that dua every day. <clears throat> you make dua for yourself and you make dua for your parents. Whenever you make dua for your parents, Allah raise them and raise them in the Akhirah. Allahu Akbar. And you make dua for all the believers. Subhanallah. لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ this dua is also in the quran because of its importance it is guidance from allah to us that is why allah has put it in the in the, in in the quran there are many anbiya and there are many duas that have been made by the anbiya and the prophets of allah but allah has chose has chosen these duas to to be part of the quran and part of our guidance so that we can also make it rabbana لِي ربنا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يقوم الْحِسَابِ Allahu Akbar My dear listeners, our, our dhikr for today, our dhikr for today, the Nabi Muhammad says, whosoever says in the morning seven times, and the evening seven times, حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هو عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ so, Muslim, I just want to remind you that we've done this dhikr already and the reason why I'm repeating it because many of us are not implementing it we are not implementing the beauty of this deen and the beauty of knowledge is the implementation of the knowledge mm-hmm. it's no use you know the hadith It is no use You know the hadith But you're not implementing This deen is a practical deen Rasulullah says If you say it seven times in the morning (laughs) And seven times in the evening Allah will remove all your worries And your concerns and your problems Allahu Akbar (laughs) Hasbi Allahu La ilaha illahu Hasbi Allahu means Enough is Allah for me Sufficient is Allah for me Imagine Sufficient is Allah for me can you imagine the confidence it puts in your life every day? So, sufficient is Allah is there for me. Allah is my creator. Allah is my overseer. Hasbi Allah. Allah is enough for me. Allah Akbar. <laughs> Hasbi. I, I, I like that other dhikr also. Hasbi Rabbi Jallallahu. Ma fi qalbi ghairullah Hasbi Rabbi Jallallahu. My creator is enough for me. Ma fi qalbi ghairullah That is not part of our dhikr for today. That you must remember, but I'm just saying it because we, it's the same word. Hasbi Rabbi, my Creator, my Rabb is enough for me. Is sufficient for me. Ma fi There's nothing in my heart only Allah. So we 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 we, we must say this Dikr with the intention that one day we will reach that stage. Ma fi qalbi There's nothing in my heart just Allah. Just the love for Allah. I just want to please Allah. I'm not here to please myself. I'm not worried about my desires and my temptations. And that is the sweetness of Iman. Sweetness of Iman. There's, there's, there's an issue of Iman and there's an issue of sweetness of Iman. The sweetness of Iman is when there's nothing in your heart, just Allah. You just want to please Allah. Hasbi Rabbi Allah. <laughs> مَا فِي Ma'fi مَا فِي قَلْبِ with a cough قَلْبِ مَا فِي غَيْرُ there's nothing in my heart مَا فِي قَلْبِ غَيْرُ except Allah only Allah is in my heart so again coming to the vikir of the day حَزْبِيَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ Allah is sufficient for me La إِلَهَ illahu. there's no ilah no one has got the right no one deserves to be worshipped except Allah except he or Allah alayya tawakkalt i put my trust in allah alayya tawakkalt wa huwa rabbul arshil azim and allah is the owner allah is the owner of the great throne of allah subhanallah hasbi hasbi Allahu la ilaha illahu alayya tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arshil amin you know one of the benefits of of making this dhikr every day besides the fact that the nabi muhammad says Allah will resolve all your worries and your concerns and your problems. Part of the benefits is saying these words, Tawakkaltu to Allah, I put my trust in Allah. It gives you a lot of confidence in your daily uh, doings of everyday life. It gives you strength and it gives you positiveness. Allahu Akbar. Allahu, <laughs> la ilaha illahu alayhi, Tawakkaltu wa huwa azim Allahu, La ilaha illahu wa huwa azim. So you, Muslim, you must make it part of your daily lives After Fajr you say these words And after Maghrib or after Isha You say On that note,
0: on that note We're going to cross over to the news uh, at 12 But uh, remain tuned We will be back after the news as well our program today with our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels and just before the news, uh, Sheikh elaborated on du'as and also the importance thereof. Very important aspect to our program, and I'd urge everyone definitely download these as podcasts. Uh, ask the grandchildren to download it to their phones, and perhaps you know, give you a flash drive. You can put it into the computer, into a radio, if you have that uh, option on your on your radio on your system. Uh, then you can listen to these programs and you can learn those du'as. It's definitely something that it's not here for today and you forget about it tomorrow. It's something that you can use indefinitely, it can be of mm-hmm. benefit to, to us from now till eternity. Our children can benefit, their children can benefit from it. So definitely try to uh, procure a copy of these, uh, the first part of our program that deals with the Athkar. Sure.
1: Shukran uh, yeah, I appreciated these words because uh, it's it's, uh, it's not only for today or tomorrow. Uh, it must be part of our lives on a daily basis. For example, mm-hmm. that I've said just before the break, uh, to say, Just to give an example, uh, we at Portland's Masjid, since we've done the Hadith more than 20 years ago, every morning after Fajr, uh, we, we that is part of our dhikr. Mm-hmm. So we make sure that... Uh, and after Isha, we read Suratul Al-Mulk. Uh, and after Suratul Al-Mulk, we read again seven times. It's very important to have a weird day. For That's every right. person to have their own weird That's certain right.
0: idea that yeah. they do for the day.
1: Uh, because the weird uh, uh, is going to make sure that you are consistent. Mm. Uh, you know. So, for example, as I've said now, in Portland's Masjid, we do it for more than 20 years. Consistently oh. every morning. Mm. So so that is what we wish for all our listeners, inshallah, that, uh, mm-hmm. for example, the mothers at home, uh, train your children and your grandchildren. They don't stand up after the salah uh, unless we've said seven times, mm-hmm. la ilaha لَا wa mm-hmm. Dear listeners, um, we are going now to our uh, topic, negotiating pathways to a successful marriage. This is such an important topic to always work out and plan are we going to make, uh, um, um, make sure that the marriage is going to be successful. And, and it's a teamwork. Besides the couple themselves negotiating and working out to make sure they're going to make a success of their marriage, the, the, the people around also, the, fa- the family, the mothers and the fathers must also make sure and make dua. Allah must bind their hearts and keep them close. Because the strength the strength of this community... In fact, the strength of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad lies in the strength of the families. If families, mothers and fathers and children together are strong, then the Ummah will be strong. Allahu Akbar. So I I would love to continue where we stopped last week in in, in encouraging. It's now the time of Hajj. People are leaving for Hajj. Millions of people are on their way to Mecca and to Medina. So we want to encourage everybody and couples And especially those who might have problems or those uh, couples who are not so close to one another as they used to be, to make a firm intention and not only intention but effort to go on Hajj, inshaAllah. I just want to remind Hajj is one of the pillars of Islam. It is one of the foundations of Islam. In other words, it is part of the structure of a Muslim You know, if you want to build a building, you need a strong foundation. Now the strong foundation that Allah has given us is our Shahada, our Salah, the Zakah, the fasting of Ramadan, and the Hajj. The Hajj is a part, and a major part of the life of a Muslim. So you can't do without it. It is the completion of the life of a Muslim. It is the greatest journey of a Muslim in this world. It is the journey that reminds you of your final journey to Allah. The hujajs of this year. They've got their tickets. They are leaving the 31st of August. And they're coming back the 2nd of October. Or whatever. They've got a return ticket. But the other journey that we're speaking of now. Is the journey to Allah. Your ticket Your ticket has been booked. But you don't know when the ticket has been booked. Only Allah knows. And there's no return ticket. So as you are preparing for Hajj. At the same time you need to. Remember you need to prepare yourself for the final journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This journey of hajj reminds you of that final journey to Allah. You are leaving your family and it might be that you're not coming back. On Arafah, on Arafah, all the hujads, whether you are the king or the president or a prime minister or whoever you are, the richest person, the poorest person, all of them are the same in front of Allah. Likewise, the day of Qiyamah, we will all be the same in front of Allah. We, the, the, the difference will be the taqwa, the piety, the goodness, Allahu Akbar. So I want to remind again, my dear listeners, the hajj is a fardu'aynin on every Muslim. It is compulsory for every Muslim, for you yourself, to go for hajj. Like the salah is a fardu'in, you must make your salah yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. You must make your fajr. You are responsible for your fajr salah, your dua salah, asr, maghrib, isha, every day. Likewise, you are responsible to go for hajj. And Allah says in the Quran, man Kafara, It is compulsory on all human beings. To go for hajj, those who are by the means. man kafara, And those who reject, they are by the means, and they don't go for hajj. Allah says, فَإِنَّ Allah Allah subhanahu wa Taala is not in need of the whole world. Allah Akbar. Not only of you, if you don't want to go for hajj, it doesn't affect Allah, it doesn't harm Allah. Because Allah has made the hajj compulsory on you for you for your benefit. Allah is not benefiting if you go for hajj. Allah is not benefiting if you make your salah. In fact, Allah says in the Hadith Al-Qudsi, If the first of you, until the last, jinn, human beings, Billions and billions of people, if they were on the highest form of taqwa, it doesn't benefit Allah. It doesn't make Allah greater. Allah is the greatest. And if all the people and all jinn were on the worst that a person can be, it doesn't harm Allah. It doesn't bring Allah lower down. Because Allah is the greatest. But the salah and the hajj and all the good deeds, as a benefit for us, Allah has made it compulsory on us for our benefit. Subhanallah. And that's why the Nabi Muhammad says, if a person was by the means and he didn't go for hajj at the time of death, he's got the, the choice to die as a Yahudi or a Nasrani. May Allah yes, protect sir. us. May Allah protect Amen. us. So we must make the effort, we must make the niyyah, we must make the effort, and Allah will do the rest. Inshallah. So once again my dear listeners Hajj is part of the life of a Muslim It will always be part of a Muslim For those who have not been for Hajj yet You should always think about the Hajj That one day inshallah I am going for Hajj You must prepare yourself That one day inshallah you are going for Hajj You think about it You make dua, you ask Allah, Ya Allah Make it easy for me I've got the great desire to go for Hajj It's part of you And for those who have been on hajj, it is still part of you. Wallahi, those people have been for hajj. If you close your eyes now, you see the whole hajj. Allahu Akbar. So especially at this time, when people are leaving for hajj, you must now reflect and relive those beautiful moments and the great moments when Allah subhanahu wa taala has decreed for you to go for hajj. How you went to greet your families. How your families and friends came to greet you The day when you left the house How did you feel that day When you got on the plane When you arrived in Makkah for the first time When you saw the Kaaba for the first time You've made the Tawaf You made the sigh between Safa and Marwa You had the honor To stand in front of the greatest human being Our beloved Nabi Muhammad Can you remember that moment when you said Assalamu alaikum ya Rasulullah Assalamu alaikum ya Habibullah Remember and relive uh, 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 Honourable listeners that have been for Hajj, relive, relive your stay in Mecca How you went to the Haram, you made Salah around the Baytullah, and Jamaat Muslimin, remember the days when you go, when you went uh, for the big days, the, eight, the, the eighth day of the Hijjah when you go went to Mina, when you went into ihram. Allah Akbar. Think about these moments, and going to Arafah. Ah, The day when Allah has forgiven all your sins Going back to Mina And say to yourself I had the honor of being on Arafah And I had the honor that Allah has has forgiven me completely And for that reason I am recommitting myself Out of appreciation And I'm regretting for all the wrong and sins that I've done after hajj. And I know that I'm going to return to Allah and commit myself again to Allah. Allah will again forgive all my sins. So the hajj is part of your life. Those who haven't been for hajj, you're always thinking about this great journey. Because it's part of the foundation of each and every Muslim. And if you've been for hajj, you think about it always. Wallahi, I'm saying for the second time. If you close your eyes now you see the whole of me there. you see the people, your brothers and sisters from Afghanistan, from Kazakhstan, from Japan, from China, from all over the world. Allahu Akbar mulana. Subhanallah.
0: Truly amazing. We're going to go for our ad break and uh, stay tuned. She will be back after this. listen and FM Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome once again to our program on The Voice of the Cape. And uh, the focus in this part of our program, it's marriage. And our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel is continuing and also telling us about the Hajj and also so important, so imperative for couples to experience and undertake this journey. That's right, Mulana. Shukran Mulana. Dear listeners, I, I just want to drive home again this point of
1: the, the Hajj being part of the foundation of each and every Muslim it gives you a lot of strength because it is, that is what the foundation does. It gives a building, the building is stable because of the foundation. But just imagine if the, the, the foundation is weak, then the building is weak. Subhanallah. So I, I want to uh, go back to the point of those people who have been for Hajj. The fact that you were on Hajj will give you a lot of strength for the way forward. For example, you, you were on Hajj and you've been neglectful with the Salah, and Allah has forgiven all that negligence. And you came back from hajj. And you are again neglectful. You are not making your five times salah on time. But because of the hajj, you you, 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 you think about it, you are reflecting, and you say to yourself, Subhanallah, Allah has forgiven me. I am going back to Allah. You think about the hajj, you, you, you remember how you made salah for each and every salah in the Majl Haram in Makkah. Allah has honored you and given you a hundred thousand salah. Allah has been so good for me Allah has forgiven all my sins I'm going to return to Allah That is what the hajj is It's the foundation of each and every Muslim You return to Allah You come back to Allah Subhanallah Just imagine you were on hajj And you, you came back from hajj and, and those women were wearing the ihram But now they're not wearing scarf anymore They're wearing tight clothes again yeah. And they say to us themselves, no man, I was on hajj. Allah has honored me. And my brothers and sisters are on their way to hajj. As, I, as I've been uh, 5 years and 10 years and 15 years ago. No, I was wrong. I'm returning to Allah. I'm going to wear as a Muslim female supposed to wear. That is the strength and the foundation of the hajj. Allahu Akbar. So the hajj will always be part of our lives. And it will establish us. And gives us a lot of strength. My beloved ones, allow me to say an advice. Please take responsibility and blame for your faults, for your weakness, for your negligence. Take blame yourself for not being so close to Allah. Take blame for you not being so committed to the Ummah. All of us, we're supposed to be, you know, uh, dedicated and committed to the ummah and the upliftment of the ummah. Like Allah says, al-'albi'r wa taqwa." Help. Help and and give uh, assistance to the upliftment of the community, not only to yourself. Allah says, "Help to attain al-'albi'r taqwa." Goodness, morality, respect, honor. And piety. You must be part of the building of goodness and piety in the community. You must be involved in developing the youth of our community. Give from your time for the upliftment of the ummah and the community and the youth. Allah akbar. And if we're going to do that, wallahi, we're going to be very strong. If we're going to do it, if you commit yourself, me and you, there's not going to be so many drug addicts in our community. There's not going to be so many gangsters in the community because of your involvement. And the reason why I'm saying uh, to take blame yourself because the nature of human beings is to blame others instead of himself or herself. For example, if there's a problem between husband and wife and they come to the Imam or the Sheikh or the maulana, the husband would say, Sheikh, he blames her. <laughs> and the same with the wife, he, he, he blames her husband. Nobody would say uh, um, Sheikh, you know uh, I am to be blamed for the problem that we have You know, this world would have been a better world If people would take blame for themselves hmm. So that, that's the nature of human beings But the nature of a mu'min Is he blames himself He blames himself, subhanallah In this regard I'm talking about blaming others Allow me to remind you what Allah says in the Qur'an. Allah says, وَقَالَ الشَّيْطَانُ لَمَّا الْأَمْرُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَعَدَكُمْ وَعَدَ الْحَقِّ وَوَعَدْتُكُمْ فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ Before I'm going to translate the ayah, I make dua that Allah must grant us the love for the Qur'an.
0: Amen.
1: Allah must grant us the respect for the Qur'an. Hmm. Allah must grant us the appreciation of the Qur'an. The fact that Allah has revealed these words and his guidance to us. So listen to this guidance in Surah Ibrahim also. وَقَالَ الشَّيْطَانُ لَمَّا قضي الْأَمْرِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَعَدَكُمْ وَعَدَ الْحَقْ وَوَعَدْتُكُمْ فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ Allah says, وَقَالَ الشَّيْطَانُ The shaytan is going to say when judgment has been given, judgment has taken place, Allah has given judgment, who goes to Jannah and who goes to the fire of Jahannam. And people will land up in the Jahannam. And what will people do? They will start to blame the nature of human beings, they blame others. And they're going to blame and blame. Who's they going to blame? Who's the number one that they're going to blame? Shaitan. Yes, yeah, it's shaitan that as we shaitan. As because of the shaitan that we hear in the fire of Jahannam, is because of the shaitan. And Allah says, Allah says in the Quran, we wouldn't have known this information. But this is going to happen in Jahannam. Only Allah can inform us about this. Wakala shaitan, the shaitan will stand up and he will say. After Allah's given judgment, Indeed, Allah has made a true promise to you. And I've also made promises to you. But I've broken my promise with you. Allah skipped Allah's promise. Those people with Iman, those people who obeyed Allah, Went out of their way to do the good deeds. Allah has promised him the Jannah. And Allah has fulfilled Allah's promise. But I've broken my promise. i promise you the world. And the enjoyment of this world. And the beauty of this world. Huh? Listen to what he's going to say. وَمَا كَانَ لِيَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِّنْ سُلْطَانٍ إِلَّا أَنْ دَعَوْتُكُمْ فَاسْتَجَبتم لي. And I had no control and power over you. إِلَّا أَنْ دَعَوْتُكُمْ all that I had is, I called you, <coughs> I invited you to my path. This material world, the enjoyment, don't make salah. You only live once. So enjoy your time. Follow your desires. Don't worry about the Quran. Don't worry about the day of Qiyamah. This is all talking. Stories. Eh? I had no power over you. I had no control over you. I only had my invitation to invite you to my path. And you responded to me. And you didn't respond to Allah. And listen to now the following. So don't blame me. Don't blame me. Walumu This is in the Quran. Allah says, Shaitan is going to say it. So don't blame me but blame yourself. Blame yourself that you are in the fire of Jahannam. Ya yeah, Salam. You know what it So we must take blame now that I've neglected the Salah. I don't have time for my wife. I don't have time for my husband. I don't have time for my children. I don't have time for the Quran. How can you do that? Blame yourself. Blame yourself now, now. Don't blame anybody for your weakness of Iman, for your weakness of your Salah. For your non-commitment to the deen of Allah. And blaming yourself now is going to benefit you. Don't blame anybody else. Don't blame the shaitan. He's going to say to the people in Jahannam. May Allah protect all of us of the fire of Jahannam. Amen. Don't blame me. Don't blame me as a shaitan. But blame only yourself that you are in the fire of Jahannam. May Allah protect us, jama'at Muslim. Amen. It reminds me of the, of the of the famous hadith and the beautiful hadith that I've listened to every Friday in Medina when I was a student. The Imam of that time, he didn't mind to repeat it every week. He ended off his Jumu'ah with the words of Allah in the Hadith Al-Qudsi. Ya Inna ma hiya a'amalukum uhsiha lakum thumma uwafeekum iyyaha fa man khairan fal وَمَنْ Oh my beloved servants, I am only interested in your good deeds, says Allah. I'm not interested in how you look. Have you got straight hair or not straight hair? Are you white of skin, black, brown? No, I'm not interested. Do you live in Constantia, Bishop's Court, Manenberg, Canova Park, Tafelsich, Mitchell's Plain? Wherever, I'm not interested in these things. I'm only interested in your good deeds, says Allah. Fa خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ So those of you are going to find the good, in other words, the Jannah, thank Allah, thank Allah that you are going to Jannah. Thank Allah that you are steadfast on the Salah. Thank Allah that you are fajr in the masjid. Thank Allah that you are going for hajj. Everything is about Allah. And listen to the next one, Jamaat al And this is the, the frightening, the, 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 the worrying area. وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ Allah says, and those of you who are not going to find the good. Allah doesn't even want to mention the opposite of good. It's supposed to be وَمَنْ وَجَدَ sharran and who's going to find the bad, the opposite of good. Allah says وَمَنْ and who's not going to find that? In other words, referring to the good. فلا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسًا Don't blame anybody. If you're not going to make it to the Jannah, the day of Qiyamah, don't blame anybody. Blame yourself. Allah has given you so many opportunities to come back to Allah, to return to Allah. You could have been the worst person. You could have neglected the salah for 30 years, for 60 years, for 100 years. And you you came back to Allah. And after that, you were steadfast on the salah. You were steadfast on the deed of Allah. Allah is prepared to forgive all your sins. But you didn't do that. So the day of Qiyamah, if you don't make it to the Jannah, says Allah, don't blame anybody. Just blame yourself. Muslimin, the other reason why I, I strongly encourage couples, especially those who are, have got their marital problems, or those who are not so close to one another, the reason why I encourage them to go for Hajj, is just imagine husband and wife making tawaf together, Allahu Akbar, walking together to the haram. We don't normally do this in Cape Town. Who goes with their wife to the masjid? Imagine in 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 in, in Makkah on Hajj, every walk you and your wife, you walk together to the Baytullah. You walk together to the masjid of the Nabi Muhammad. ﷺ. Allah Akbar. Just imagine making sa'id together between Safa and Marwa. You are next to one another, close to one another, you make dua for yourselves, you make dua for your children. Just imagine being on Arafat together. Allah Akbar. The famous saying to the the famous saying goes, a family that prays together stays together. Now just imagine going on hajj together and you go together with it niyah with the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must bring the two of you together as you've been when you when we got married. You were so close to one another you couldn't wait to be together with one another you just imagine you go and with that niyyah that Allah subhanahu was grant you the, inshallah, the again to reignite that feelings that you had for one another allah akbar so you know what does this mean uh, uh, secondly the reason why i am encouraging these couples to go for hajj because you will personally experience the mercy and the forgiveness of allah you will personally experience the mercy and the forgiveness of Allah. Our beloved Nabi Muhammad says, Al-Hujjaj wal-Umar wafdullah, those people going for Hajj and Umrah, they are the honored guests of Allah. They are so much honored whenever they make du'a, Allah will accept all the du'as. Do you know what Muslim, The money of the world can't pay for this journey. So make effort and sacrifice. Don't every time say that I, we are not by the means. I said to you last week, the first couple that I read out, to go for hajj this year, the, the, the husband said to his wife, you, you're talking about the two of us going for huts, but you know, miss, we always leave on your hand, and the wife says, my, my, my darling, make the, make the intention, and we, we save our money, slowly, slowly, and we will get there, Alhamdulillah, this year, they went, I'm, I'm giving you another true story, of also Mitchell's Plain here, a young, a couple, they, they decided, that they're not going to spend all their money every month, the husband works, the wife works, and all the money has been spent. They said, no, 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 no. From now onwards, we take a portion of my money and my husband, you take a portion of your money. We put it away. For 17 years they saved. That was five years ago. They went for hajj. They went for hajj. Allah Akbar. So we can't every time say, we are not by the means. Jamaat Muslim, just imagine, you come the day of Qiyam and Allah asks you, you haven't been for hajj. Why did you didn't go for hajj? I've made it far on you to go for hajj. And the obvious answer is going to be, Oh Allah, I was not by the means. So also means, <laughs> And Allah says to the malaika, Okay, look in his books. And his book stands, He has spent 25,000 rand on simba chips And Cadbury chocolates and videos. The next page says, He has spent 90,000 rand or 130,000 rand on cigarettes. And Allah will tell you, Oh, you buy not by the means. And you spend a 100,000 rand on cigarettes. So we must be serious about the hajj. It's a fardu'in. We must save our money. Whether it's going to take 5 years or 10 years or like that couple, 17 years. And they save and they've been on hajj. So, uh, and then Allah says, uh, the, Nabi, the Nabi Muhammad says, And, and part of uh, the, the honor that Allah gives the in Whenever they ask Allah forgiveness on this journey, Allah will forgive their sins and to crown it all, to crown it. Honorable husbands and wives and jamaat muslimin on the day of Arafa, the day of Arafa, the ninth of the Hijjah, Allah will forgive all your sins. Nothing is left behind. Your khurat and your clean sauna your major sins, your minor sins, all is forgiven by Allah. Yes, yeah, Salam. So what I want to say is, so the husband and wife, through the Barakah of a Hajj, they will realize that they must also forgive one another completely, completely. Like we've said last week, Sheikh he Al when was here in Cape Town, he made a lecture. in He said, Allah says in the Quran, Forgive with your tongues. say with your tongue. Say with your tongue, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my uncle, my brother, my neighbor, my friend. I have forgiven you. And also forgive with the heart. Says Allah. Fafu wa'sfahu. Forgive with your tongues. And forgive with your heart. Says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the story of Damascus. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you Mawlana Aslam. Hmm. Uh, maybe when we go.
0: Are we, are we going for a break now inshallah? Yes we're going to go very shortly. Let's go now already. So that we can have that extra time as well. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. sheik just I'll just recap there's about two or three messages that came yeah. in. It says, May Allah protect Sheikh and shukran for being there for the community. Inshallah, I from Rueda Gabriels and fosia Yasali. Those two messages came and then also shukran for beautiful program, ensuring your knowledge, Sheikh and uh said perhaps in for for person asking hajj classes so perhaps for next year january again inshallah, inshallah. so inshallah uh watch this space. Uh, we will inform you as time goes on and uh, thinking back at beautiful memories standing on arafa with my late parents may allah give them the highest place in jannah am, am, i mean am. and once again shukran for the for the beautiful program
1: inshallah uh, I Shukran to Sister Rewaida and Sister Fauzia For these messages and all the other listeners MashaAllah um, Now we come to, to again to that important Ayah Allah says Allah says My dear listeners Forgive with your tongues and forgive With your hearts And then Sheikh uh, Yahya al-Ghuthani Told us a, a beautiful story A true story that happened in Syria in Damascus May Allah uh, bring back for us Damascus in Syria, and 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 bring uh, peace, and, and and victory to the people of Syria, insha'Allah. Amin ya Yahya Al Ghuthani says, uh, a father, a big businessman, a successful businessman, he had one son, and he has given uh, a lot of money to to on his son because his only son, high school, university, and everything, and one day, unfortunately, there was an accident, and and the son died in an accident. And the driver of the other vehicle was, it was very, very sad and hard sore. And, and he called his family together said, Please, when I'm going to ask uh, forgiveness for this father, I, I, I want to give him a lot of money at least. He me together a lot of money. And he took the money. And the father said to the family, Look, uh, uh, it, it's okay. You, you, can, you can take the money back. But I want to say to you, and I make Allah my witness, you the driver, I have forgiven you here from my heart, not only from my tongue. There's nothing in my heart against you. Allah Akbar, I've forgiven you from my heart. The story goes on, the father became paralyzed from above the knees right down, and he couldn't walk. They had to push him in a wheelchair. And one day his, his family and his friends told him, why don't you go for an Umrah? And he accepted their advice, and he went for Umrah. At that time, they are to carry people on the kursi. Four men have to carry you. And as he was uh, making the wealth, being carried on the kursi, he spoke to Allah. And he said, Ya Allah, that happened to my son. And you are the all-knowing. Ya Allah, if I've truly forgiven that man from my heart, grant, restore my health and grant me to walk again. Allah <inaudible> Allah Shamaat al-Muslimin, <inaudible> Immediately, this man, he felt that the the blood was flowing again through his veins. And he he said to the four men, please stop, stop, stop. Put me down. And he completed the tawaf walking. Allah. What a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Carrying out the words of Allah. That is important. Forgive with your tongues and forgive with your heart. And then Sheikh Yahya told us in the masjid, and, and, and I'm just repeating what he said And I'm, I'm and in fact, I'm, I'm saying it to you now My dear mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers He said to us I ask you now, now If there's anyone in your heart now That you don't want to forgive Please forgive him now Please forgive her now And say, oh Allah I make you my witness That I have forgiven such and such a person Allahu Akbar Allah Akbar so I want to repeat uh, what Sheikh Yahya told us and I'm giving it over to you now. If there's anybody in your heart now for the sake of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah, say, O oh Allah, I make you my witness, Ya Allah, that I have forgiven such and such a person. Allah, Akbar. And then uh, um, Sheikh Yahya told us the Quran is really a shifa. It's a cure for all your sicknesses. And, and a great, great portion of sickness is stress. In fact, it was reported in this week on the on the news. I've heard on Voice of the Cape news that the, 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 the second most country, uh, you know, that people die because of stress is South Africa. Yes. yes, Salam. Yes, Salam. So by forgiving that person, it relieves you of that stress. Because you know, it is very stressful. A family member or a friend or a neighbor You don't want to forgive You carry that person in your heart It causes so much stress But if you forgive you from the heart Following the instructions of Allah Allah will grant you so much relief So much relief Oh Allah So Jamat Muslim Also remember That Allah says in the Quran وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنْفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً ورحمة. Of the great signs of Allah that Allah has created for you Allah speaking to the men from your own self your partners in life your spouse so that you can find comfort peace beautiful life huh? Allah hasn't created a, a spouse for us that your life must be miserable. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُم مَوَدَّةً rahma And Allah has made and put between husband and wife love and mercy. Love and mercy. We may we need to reignite that love and that mercy that I've spoken about earlier. My ustaz, Sheikh Ibrahim Stinkam, he said one day in the masjid at Portland, it was a nikah. He says, Sommige mans, het gesêr in Afrikaan, sommige mans, voelig getrood is, al is nog boyfriend en girlfriend. Nou neem hy maar girlfriend uit. Nou gaat hy die kar pak samwee. En voor die kar, die kar het nog nie gestop nie, as hy al besig om sy deel op te maak, en had om die girlfriend sy deel te gaan opmaak. Elke maand is het chocolates, en elke maand is het, of el, elke tweede man blomme. Ty is wat hy, hy sê, jou, my, jou girlfriend was niks van jou nie. Nou is sy jou vrou, jou wettige vrou by Allah, nou is daar niks meer van die opmaak nie, nou is daar niks meer blomme nie, dis niks meer chocolates nie, ja salam, so we need to reignite that love and that mercy. I will always remember, um, Sheikh Ismail, uh, Sheikh uh, 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 Allah, Sêch, Ga nou by die naam kom, Sêch, Mohamed Salih, Edems, uh, Professor, en die imam, uh, a former Imam of Long Market State Masjid At at one uh, wedding ceremony He says that this word Allah says Allah has put love and mercy He says he must add another word to mercy there When it comes to husband and wife Forgiving mercy Forgiving mercy Allah Isn't that beautiful? That husband can uh, have forgiving mercy for his wife And the wife has forgiving mercy for the husband Allahu Akbar May Allah grant us inshallah, that we never give up hope. Don't ever give up hope for the success of your marriage. And I'm not only saying it to the, to the couple, I'm saying it to the whole family. As a father and a mother of your child, your son or your daughter, don't give up hope of the success of your marriage. You know, I was attending Thursday uh, uh, a graduation ceremony of four boys uh, completing the Quran, and one of the boys they, they, uh, they ask all the boys, What is your message to your fellow students? And one of the boys says, Never give up hope of memorizing the whole Quran. <laughs> and he is one of the students that took a bit longer, he took seven years, but he's completed Alhamdulillah. And wallahi, he reads so beautifully. He says, Never give up hope. So, we want to say to everybody, to the husband and the wife. And the whole family and the brothers and the sisters and mothers and the fathers and friends don't give up hope. Huh? Do not give up hope of the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make dua and make effort and negotiate pathways. Work out ways to make sure that the couple inshallah, uh, like I told you last, last week, uh, the couple that I told you about uh, uh, 17 years ago, I don't know, maybe more, um, I came to the Mcc and 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 the wife came for a fasak, and she she repeated to me she said when she came me, she came to greet me she said she no, she said I sie heute vandaag gaan dan niks fasakh plaats vinden she no she expressed herself the uh, body language and the way it had said that gaan dan niks she say alhamdulillah she us it noch viel wokeness and I en my man gaan hads de jaar allahu akbar huh? she was on the verge of separating from her husband Today they are a happy family. Four children. She says, I get fee weakness. I, I can make man and hajjdiyaar. Allahu Akbar. Never give up hope of the help of Allah mm-hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jamaat al-Muslim, we want to end off with a beautiful hadith and a gift from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi Muhammad says, "Idmanu li sittan at lakum jannata. Guarantee for me six and I will guarantee you the jannah. Allahu Akbar. Guarantee for me six and I will guarantee you the Jannah. Please remember this hadith. Please write it down. Share it with everybody. I for the last almost two years, I end off almost every Jumaa uh, in Portland with this hadith of the Nabi Muhammad And I, I, I've i I've, I've drive it into our Jama'a in Portland that we don't get boring of listening to these beautiful hadith of Rasulullah we appreciate it that we are reminded every time. Even if a person can say to every day. Because at the same time, we as people, we are when we look at TV, we get reminders every day. Not once. 20 times, 40 times. Castle larger. Aynakal larger. Castle black. label larger. And nobody complains. So we as believers, we don't complain if we hear the words of Allah and the words of Rasulullah. Any person gives us advice, we don't say to him, ninguna, advice <effor names> No, our attitude is the attitude of Sayyidina Abu Huraira. Sayyidina Abu Huraira says, My attitude towards the words of Rasulullah, even if I've heard the hadith a thousand times, I make as if it is the first time that I hear the words of Rasulullah. Mm. So listen to this hadith with passion and with love and with respect and appreciation. Guarantee for me six and I will guarantee you the Jannah. The first one, Rasulullah says, Guarantee for me that you carry out your promises. If you have made a promise to your children, to your wife, to anybody, carry out your promise. The second one, idha hadathum. Whenever you speak, speak the truth. Guarantee for me, you will speak the truth. I will guarantee you as it is part of your, of, of your guarantee to the Jannah. The third one, Rasulullah says, Carry out your responsibilities. And I don't know why, but uh, uh, there are many responsibilities, but I seem to every time remind myself and my brothers and the men that part of your responsibility is to look after your wife, to care for your wife, to respect your wife, and to look after her. The fourth one, Rasulullah says, guarantee for me, you're going to protect your private parts. Jamaat Muslimin, I'm very serious when I speak about this part. It is the duty of parents at an early stage, to train your child and do Because we live in a time of zina We live in a time when young people Of 13, 14, 15 years old Are sexually active That What does it mean? They don't do it once off, they do it regularly May Allah protect our children Amen. So you need to speak and tell your children Rasulullah says Part of your guarantee to the Jannah is Protect your private parts Allahu Akbar Fifth on Rasulullah says Protect your eyes, lower your gaze Don't look at haram so many Muslims are looking at pornography. Make Toba to Allah. My dear brother and sister. if you are listening to me now and you are guilty of looking at pornography, thank Allah that you are still alive. Just imagine Allah took your way while looking at pornography. So you have got now time to make Toba to Allah and to make a promise to Allah that you will never look at such dirt. Najis from the shaitan. And the last one Rasulullah says, and this, this is where I want to come to, guarantee for me you are going to keep your family together. Don't break up your family. Don't break up families. It is very hurtful, it's very harmful to the whole community and it's harmful to the children of a marriage that the mother is on the one side and the father is on the other side. This program is about negotiating and working pathways to a successful marriage, whatever it costs. Keep the family
0: together. So inspiring, very inspirational indeed. So that's very important. I can recall Sheikh mentioned also last week about the hadith of Shaitan that he enjoys when he breaks up families. Yeah. So let us be very mindful of this. May Allah protect all our families. So that concludes our program. To Ismail showing me there we need to end. <laughs> Shukran so much for joining us today. Assalamu warahmatullahi wa wa barakatuh.